Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sticking with the science theme, we've got a group of natural resources scientists that are headed out soon going north to study glaciers. I think this is going to be a pretty cool discussion. We're going to chat now with Dr. Bradley Danielson, who's a physical scientist, Geological Survey of Canada, Natural Resources Canada. Dr. Danielson, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Hi, Shane. Thanks for having me on. You can call me Brad if you want. Sure, will do. Um, first, I mean, this sounds like a really cool, it's, it's like kind of like an expedition, right? I mean, that's exactly what it is, right? It is kind of, yeah. It's, it's, we call it a field campaign. Um, it's a month, uh, month and a half long, and yeah, we go up to the Arctic and we do a bunch of measurements at a bunch of long-term monitoring sites. Um, where are you headed precisely? It's just all up to the Arctic? Where, where in, in uh, particular? Yeah, yeah. So we're heading to basically the northernmost part of Nunavut um, to a large group of islands called the Queen Elizabeth Islands. Um, if you take a look at the map of Canada, it's that cluster of islands at the very top of Canada. And so the first stop on our route is a is a settlement called Resolute Bay, okay. where there's a, a logis- uh, sorry a logistics base. Yeah, I've heard of that. And place. that's where we base all of our work out of. Um, what are you expecting? I mean, what what is, I mean, you're talking about like the most extreme environment I can think of? What kind of conditions do you think you'll encounter? Yeah, it's. You know, in terms of Canada, it's extreme for sure. Um, it'll be cold still when we get there. So I'm leaving from Edmonton on the 15th of April. And when we arrive in Resolute Bay, it'll still be like the coldest conditions that we face in Edmonton in, say, January. Like we're, we're expecting minus 30 conditions and a lot of wind chill. Um, but when we get there, it'll be 24-hour daylight, basically. So we do get a lot of sunny days, which is really nice. But um, it's cold. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it sounds like it. So, are you out? I mean, obviously, you're outside. Just tell what what's a day in the life going to be like? What kind of work are you actually doing? Yeah, so there's we're outside a lot. Um, when we get to Resolute Bay, our first stop, as I mentioned, is at this logistics base, and that's where we have a lot of our gear stored, and we also get issued a lot of equipment, like our snowmobiles and sleds and parkas and things like that. So we prep all of our gear there, and then once the weather is good enough to fly to each of our measurement sites, we get on a small twin otter aircraft with skis on it and we fly off, you know, several hundred kilometers to a work site. We land on the glacier on, on this airplane with skis on it. Um, We get out, the pilot and co-pilot help us unload all of our gear and then they take off and go back to Resolute and then we set up camp. So we set up camp on the ice cap and, um, we're there on our own for between three and five days at most places. Uh, at our largest site, we're there for about 10 days. And, yeah, we live in tents. We snowmobile around, and we, we measure the glaciers. You live in tents? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you done this before? Oh, yeah, I've done this many, many times. What's that like? Yeah. Um, you, you definitely got to get used to winter camping conditions. So having good gear is essential. Yeah. Um, having obviously a good sleeping bag, good sleeping sleeping mats, um, really high quality tents that can withstand storms because we do we do experience some pretty big storms and really serious winds at times. Um, 
Yeah, it's something to get used to for sure. But if you've done any camping, it's just kind of ratchet that up a notch. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Um, the importance of this, the, the work that you're doing, um, why, I, that's the question always. Why, why are we doing this and what, what, what do we need to learn? What will we learn? Yeah, so what we're doing on a year-to-year basis is we're collecting really detailed measurements of the changes that are occurring on the glaciers in Arctic Canada. Um, so what that means is we're measuring the, the change in the thickness of these glaciers. Um, what we can do with that information is that when we come back south, we can analyze that to see on a on a whole for each of the glaciers that we measure, how much is the total thickness changing in a year. And then we can combine that information with satellite imagery or airborne survey imagery. And we can also, also measure the area changes that are occurring on the glaciers. And then we can start to extrapolate to a bigger picture from that very small detailed scale out to sort of the scale of all of the glaciers in, in Arctic Canada, how much change is occurring. Okay. And what that allows us to find out is how much volume of ice is being lost on a year-to-year basis. And does that sort of tell us what we need to prepare, prepare for in terms of, because we always hear about rising sea levels as a result of melting uh, sea ice, right? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. Yeah, that's the impact. And um if we if we continue to refine our knowledge about how much and how quickly glacier mass or glacier volume is is melting off of these glaciers it's ending up in the ocean, then we get an idea of what future sea level rise might be like. And if policymakers and planners and engineers have a really good idea of how fast sea level rise will change over the next century, then they can develop better mitigation plans. Um, for instance, for protecting coastal cities right. or infrastructure and environments. And Makes perfect sense, yeah. Hey, while well, I've got you, I, I don't get to talk to glacier experts very often. I wanted to ask you, I read a couple of stories last week about, uh, I, it's in Antarctica, I know you're headed north, but you probably right. are familiar with what I'm talking about. A, a chunk of ice fell off of a glacier in Antarctica, the size of New York City, um, and a lot of people really saying that this is a bad sign. We weren't expecting this. To, what, what do you know about that situation? Yeah, I don't know a ton about that, but I've been reading up on it a little bit. So that was, um, I think you're referring to the Conger Ice Shelf, yes, yeah. and that collapsed off um, off East Antarctica. So ice shelves are, are what happens is glaciers are ice based on land, and then they flow towards the coast. And when that ice flows off the edge of the land and into the ocean, it kind of partly floats and it pushes out into the ocean and then that forms an ice shelf. So it's basically floating ice at that point. Okay. Um, and what's happening in Antarctica right now is, especially in West Antarctica, um, there's over the years there's been multiple of those ice shelves that are breaking apart and collapsing. And I think this is one of the few instances where that's happened in East Antarctica. And it's kind of a sign that things, the stability of these ice shelves are changing. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, a bunch of listeners, and it's a great question that I didn't think of. Are there polar bears where you're going, Doc? Yeah, there are, yeah. So what do you do about that? 
Um, you know, when when I go up there in the spring, this time of year, we rarely actually see polar bears. Occasionally we see tracks, but we rarely see the bears. And that's because this time of year, they're out on the sea ice hunting seals. And that's where that's where they need to be for their survival. So we don't have very many encounters with them. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, enjoy it, I guess, is the right thing to say. Stay safe, stay warm, and um, we'll talk to you when you get back, perhaps. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate your time. That's Dr. Bradley Danielson, who is a uh, researcher headed up to the Arctic to study glaciers. He's a physical scientist with the Geological Survey of Canada Natural Resources Canada.